You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Welcome to a long-awaited podcast. I've had Chris on multiple times. Maybe some would say multiple times too many, but Kevin. I would say that. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, I'm happy to have you aboard, man, and congratulations on having a kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been a a long time coming, so I'm glad we could work this out. Um, Yeah, Chris Chris has come on this podcast and shit-talked me for far too long, so. I've tried to stick up for you. Anybody that's named Kevin's (laughs) got to be a great guy. Uh, I don't know, man. There, there was this movement in the in the recent past year or so, particularly in the COVID uh, time frame, where Kevin was supposedly the male Karen. Um, the name Kevin was uh, rela- was was put into that basket of uh, as the male Karen, which I fully am against for obvious reasons. Uh, how do, but yeah, how that's, do they check that though? Like, how do you how did Karen even become a thing? It starts with the same letter, so they just rolled with it. I have no idea how that worked. But I uh, through like every psychopath or mass shooter throughout history, like it's always John. It's always got to be a John. <laughs> it's always it's always three names, right? The 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 psychopaths always have the the first middle. They always say their first middle and last name when they, they usually how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> when they talk about them in in history. <laughs> when they talk about them in history it always seems to be the guys with three names that what a that person the... introduces themselves with three names that's 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 a sign to get away oh yeah for sure 100 percent. but speaking of getting away from people um uh <laughs> you got to spend some time with chris actually uh this past uh this past week How'd dude that go? his daughter is fearless um so yeah chris the yeah, youngest I, she's a lunatic so Chris came to my town for people listening, and I finally got to hang out with him on the beach. But this is how it goes. Ocean City, I didn't think it was going to be packed. I don't know why. I just I don't like going to the beach, even though I live here. Just There's no point once it's here. I'd rather just wait till off-season and enjoy it. But I was like, all right, I'll go to the beach. He's like, we're off to the left. I'm like, okay, left. So there's probably not that many people on the beach. I get there. There's thousands of fucking people. <laughs> I'm like, where's left? And he's like, off to the right. But I guess the way he was looking, it looked left of the right. building, like if you're yeah. staring at it. He comes over and goes, what's up, man? We go and sit down. I introduce myself to everybody. And then his daughter comes up and there's a girl in front of where we're sitting, looking at the water that has like a bandage wrapped around her whole like arm. And I was like, let's play a game, Chris. And he's like, what? And I'm like, guess what happened to her arm? And he's like, okay. He's like, I think she got burned. What would you say if you saw a girl with a bandage all over her arm? Well, if I was at the, at the ocean, I would probably assume shark attack, you know? <laughs> I don't think you're going to be at the beach the same day as a shark attack. Uh, but I was thinking like, maybe it was like a road rash or carpet burn. Like kids do dumb thing. I mean, kids, when I was a kid was like, you drag your friend down the steps while he was sleeping and he'd just scream, Hey, and then like, you're just yanking him down 30 flights of stairs. But now it's like kids stick a firecracker under a bottle or something and have it explode into their butt. I've seen videos on Facebook, so that's not a made up thing. But I was like, it's probably you're watching burn. very different videos than me. <laughs> Look, Facebook is amazing at one o'clock in the morning. You're going intense. But uh, his daughter comes up and we're still speculating. I'm like, go ask. And um, she just comes up and goes, I'll ask. And then we're like, 
fuck it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she send, just goes. Send, send in recon, man. Let her go. And she goes and asks, and the girl was like, oh, yeah, it was a, a coffee burn. But she was saying it to Chris's daughter. And then Chris just overhears it and goes, oh, no, did you guys sue? And I'm like, that's the main thing you're thinking of. She also has a bandage on her fucking leg. How did she get that? Like, how are you drinking coffee or you have a bandage on your whole arm and at the same time on your leg? Well, I mean, Chris is a litigious ass. That doesn't surprise me. Um, I'm surprised he hasn't sued you for slander yet. Uh, but uh, he, <laughs> I, he, uh, I, I actually had an experience uh, when I was younger. I was at a house, a friend of my parents. We were all hanging out, younger kids around. And one of the younger kids, uh, mess, everybody's messing around. They're in the kitchen and pulled a hot pot of coffee down off of the uh, off of the kitchen, it spilled all, all over and gave like second degree burns on her arm and, and stuff like that. So maybe it could have been something like that where she just grabbed a pot of coffee or something hot, spilled a coffee. It didn't necessarily need to be in the drive through at McDonald's, you know, that whole lawsuit thing that you always hear about where the coffee's too hot. Um, so that's interesting though, that, uh, it doesn't surprise me that Sammy would fearlessly go up to some unknown child with an injury and ask her how she got it. I just, I'm the type of person that I've had a really, like my childhood best friend who made the intro to my show. Um, his dad had like, would always walk around in his underwear. He used to like, he was in the war, which is like how you can make up for him walking around in his underwear. <laughs> he, whenever like little kids playing like call of duty or playing whatever, he would just come downstairs, go into the kitchen. His whole back was like different skin. And I was when you know he's in the military, my whole thought when I was a kid was like he lost it in like a battle or he got he had it right, yeah. burns. And so I was like, OK, well, I'm never going to ask about it because that would be insensitive to a person that was in the military. Freaking I ended up asking when I was like 20. So like we're 20 years in the line of like since he's known me since I was a child. And I'm like, all right, man, I got to ask. How did you get that? He goes, well, when I was a kid, I was cooking. And I was like, you got that from a cooking incident when you were a kid? He goes, what'd you think I got it from? I was like, the war and shit. You were in the war. <laughs> you thought he got hit by like an IED in, in like Afghanistan or something like that. I built like up a whole backstory where I had literally <laughs> lost respect for him after asking and clarifying the whole thing for it. Like there's a guy at my gym. He's got no legs, but they're metal. Right. But he always wears camo. And I'm like, that's got he's it's got to have to do with the right. army or something. Yeah, it's a Lieutenant Dan. Well, it, getting getting to know the guy after like four years later, I finally decided to strike up a conversation. He's like, oh, I did the Paralympics, you know, where you would like the handicap. He's like, I won a couple mm -hmm. gold medals and stuff. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm like, but how did you lose your legs? Like, did you lose them in the war? He goes, no, I lost in diabetes. And I was like, fuck, don't don't ask. Don't ever ask. Just assume and let it go and build it up in yeah, your head. It's, it's bad when the injury bums you out. That, that's probably a bummer to them, too. We see like the disappointment on your face. It's like, like telling a kid Santa Claus isn't real. And you see the <laughs> glimmer of hope go from their eyes. Like, I thought you were a hero. When you tell when Santa Claus doesn't have legs and you find out that it wasn't from falling down a chimney into a fire, it was from diabetes. Um, that's gotta be a bummer. <laughs> you were a thinker as a kid, weren't you? That would be, that should be a main kid's question. How is he going down the chimneys and landing that fall? <laughs> yep. How is he not breaking his legs or not burning them off of the fireplace? That's actually burning with, um, especially like with the, like, let's talk about the kids nowadays. So I was just watching more videos on Facebook before this podcast. And it was like <laughs> going into school after the pandemic's over with. And it's like, everyone's just like, you know, they're distanced away from each other, but they've have no social skills. And I was like, right. Yeah. 
where it, it went somewhere. Where did that skill go? Did it go into tweeting? So like you instead we now communicate with our thumbs. Yeah, I mean, you know me, uh, you've heard the podcast of how I will bemoan social media until the day I have that to I say, die as God, the downfall from society. <laughs> thank God that fucking competition thing that's been going on for a couple of months is over. Holy shit. Yeah, Chris is the one to blame for that. Jesus Christ. Only he can make a, a one a one month competition stretch out for three months. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a uh it's a situation where like younger kids have no they have no there's no mo there's no muffler on them you know they'll just dive right in but older kids like like teens and stuff like that yeah i don't know i don't know where that went um i think like i said i think it's a communication thing like you social media they're so so used to now communicating digitally that a physical conversation with them is is always is awkward um but um you know, I, uh, I tend to think that there are some kids, but I, I mean, most kids probably just don't want to talk to adults. <laughs> it's probably I just look it at is. it like I've seen like maybe 30 years ago, I've seen pictures of my dad's high school and the kids that they all look like they're adults as like teenagers. Oh, yeah. I look at them now and I'm like, you look like you're fucking 10. Well, I'm 33. It's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. What <laughs> <Yeah>. are you? <laughs> Yeah, once once you figure out like once you have to come to terms with the fact that kids are born in two thousand are now twenty one, it's just like like that blows that blew my mind. It was like if you were born in the year two thousand, you can basically drink. And then it was just like I don't like to think about that because I graduated high school in ninety four. So that thought yeah. like in my head, I was like, oh no, man, I'm getting way too old, way too fast. You look good though. Holy, I don't like the oh, pictures you. you got Let's behind go. you. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get into that. I'm sure. Um, the, uh, I wanted to ask you about, cause you said, you know, you're, you're in the Maryland area, ocean, uh, mm. uh, side ocean of Maryland. City. And you said, yeah, uh, I just meant you're in the ocean. Uh, you're on the seashore. Um, I can of, see it from Maryland. my backyard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, well, Chris and I grew up at the beach too. And um, you had said, you know, you don't like to go into the beach, uh, particularly around the time of when it's a, when it's like peak season, summertime. Did you have a term for in Maryland for what you call like out of towners that come to the beach or, tourists. you know, tour, you just call them tourists? Yeah. Which so I, there was, I a, mean, there was uh, a particular term that we had. So I wasn't there sure that, if there was something in Maryland that they would term like uh, townies townies. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of townies <laughs> are the people that, that live there and never leave five minutes from where they were born. You know, that's a townie, but the people that come from out of town during the season um, in our area were called shoebies. That's what they called them. So the reason they called them shoebies was that back in the aughts, like uh, the 19 early 1900s, they would actually, bring their like beach lunches and stuff in their belongings to the beach in a shoebox, And that's how they would bring their stuff to the beach and keep sand and stuff out of it. They would bring them in the shoe box. So the term for the people that would travel to the beach is called, they called them shoebies at the Jersey shore. And that's still what they call them to this day. Um, so I wasn't sure if anything like that in Maryland existed in the beach towns there. 
You know, it's funny. I was talking to Chris. See, here's the weird thing is when I sent you that picture of me and Chris on the beach, you know how mm-hmm. much shit I got for posting that on my Facebook when I was tagged in it? No, why? Everyone's like, during COVID, you're on. The-. I'm like, oh, fuck. Are we ever <laughs> yeah. going to move the fuck along with this thing? Like, hold- it's not just me either, but they're like, I was getting singled out by like everyone I knew that was right. like, how dare you super spread it? I'm like this. What the, what the fuck do you think? Ever- if I stayed home, there's just one less asshole on the beach. Everyone else is still there. They're not yeah, going anywhere, yeah, they're but they're going like, anywhere. I can't yeah, disassociate that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, See, I told, I was telling Chris, I was like, when I eat a sandwich was the only time I ever ate it was on the beach. So I only had sandwiches. All I, all I had, when I went to school lunch was something different. It was mozzarella sticks, pizza, or chicken right. sandwich or something like that. But regular peanut butter jelly sandwich was always for right. the beach. So whenever I bite into one, I don't trust it unless it has sand in it. And he's like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, well, that's the only time I've ever experienced it. Even if you keep it in the fucking bag, sealed shut, so sealed, so tight. It's like, I don't even know an example I could use to it. Like the sanctity of religion, it's sealed so tight that you could open it up. And then as soon as you open it up, like sand particles fly right into it. Immediate. Yeah. My concern was less about sand and more seagulls. Like, a bird's going to come and bird's going to come and snatch your sandwich <laughs> out of your head. One of the worst pranks I ever pulled on one of my friends was we were at the Wildwood boardwalk and uh, he was giving me a bunch of shit. I don't remember what the, what the main root of the cause was, but um, I took, I crunched up a bunch of, I had a bag of Doritos and I crunched them up real, real small, the bottom. Uh, and I dumped them on his head while we we're standing on like the pier looking out and the seagulls just, came Swore. ravenously for his head as that, oh. that was not that was not cool with me there was a big trend i think like three years ago but someone found out if you feed a seagull tums do you know what happens oh yeah the whole yeah it was like the alka-seltzer or whatever like it's a thousand dollar fine if you kill a seagull yeah, i'm like shit exactly. man i don't want to kill one of those yeah they, i mean Shouldn't be killing seabirds randomly unless you know they take something from you, like your sandwich. Sometimes I'm trying to park and one's just <laughs> sitting in the spot, and I'm like, it's not gonna move, so I'm just gonna have to go. <laughs> I have to run you over. Sorry, buddy. Um, so you uh you teach uh jet skiing, right? Or you were a jet ski instructor or have been in the I, I was for a, almost five years. Okay, so because we're talking about like tourists and stuff like that, have you ever had the experience with some someone renting one and just being a complete lunatic and almost killing themselves and or others Multiple regularly. Times, but uh, yeah, in my, on my like 40th episode, I had my boss on the owner and he was okay. thinking that it was going to be more of an interview. And um, I didn't realize at the time, cause there's, there's a certain ethnicity of jet skiers that are very obnoxious. It's more like Indian people. And it's not trying to be racist. It's just they don't they that's what happens when they come over here. They don't have water like how a beach to them is is magnificent is like this thing that they don't have in their area. It's much like if I go to the mountains, I've never seen mountains a whole lot. So I'm like fucking a kid at Camelback just running around like this is awesome. I get hit by a fucking (laughs) snowboarder. Um, But they like that. It's there's a there's they get like four on a jet ski. You're not supposed to do that. But it's 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 expensive. I do the same shit. I'm a broke 
person. So like it's right. $160 for an hour and you barely get an hour. So like, right. um, I try to get my boss to talk about like, Hey, what's the worst riders you ever had? He goes, yeah, sometimes stupid people that don't do stuff. I'm like, but what are those stupid? And I didn't realize what I was doing because I was trying to get, tell him to say like, Oh, it's this. But now looking back, it's the owner of a company. It's looking at it as a business aspect. Right, of it. Yeah. I remember the next day I was completely clueless. I was working. And then my other boss just comes up. He goes, you tried to get the owner to say that on air. I was like, what? It's an ethnicity <laughs> of people that we get some foreign people on the jet skis and they crash into each other and they have money. They have so much money. They just toss it out like it's nothing. I'm like, that's not racist. That's true. Because you have you can't say that in today's times, which right. especially in today's day and age, me even saying that is going to get me probably some shit. But people call me racist. They say I have too many white people on. I'm like, fuck it. I don't know. I'm not trying to. It just happens. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you're it's it's not like you're pigeonholing a certain group you've just you your experience is at this time you were working that most of the time when accidents occur it was a certain ethnic group of people that were creating those accidents most of the time when i saw it when i was growing up down the shore because we were required to get like a take boating safety courses and get a boating license when we were in high school like we were taught to know like the rules of the bays and the channels and and where you're supposed to go and reading channel markers and buoys and all that stuff and most people that come in and rent this type of stuff don't they're they have no idea what they're doing they just get on and it's full throttle um so most of the time i saw it it was just like fucking drunk bros that would rent these things and just take off and like i, I remember one guy guy took one to the side of the head i had to go like to the hospital and he probably he probably goes and gets the mail and the helmet now for the rest of his life mm -hmm. like i mean it's just like it, that shit is crazy man they don't care it's nuts to me like i see it i saw it all the time growing up down there of people that just get in boats or get in watercraft that are basically motorcycles no helmet on all they have is a life preserver and just take off and go flying it's freaking crazy um it's just because like when we say it's like a certain race or something like that it's not that it's a uh, stereotypical like how they say like asian people are bad drivers that's not what right. it is what no. it is 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 if you don't have that in your area it's brand new to you and you've never had that experience before and it's very distracting on those things i was hit by somebody going 45 miles an hour they went up me like a ramp and put me in the hospital i was only in there for like an hour or so but almost right. killed me. still yeah but I mean, I've been out in like when Sandy Hook came, I was out in that. I was like the waves in the bay were Wait, as big Sandy as the Hook? ocean. Yeah, that shit was nuts. Not Sandy Hook. Damn it. Oh, Why do I do that? What? It's a it's a fucking mandala effect. Sandy Hook. Oh, my... or what's the other one? Hurricane oh, Sandy. That's there you what it go. Is. Very uh, different thing. I was there when all the kids were going through their panic attacks. No, I'm, I'm just <laughs> I was riding a jet ski through there. <laughs> that's that's not the first time <laughs> i've i've mistaken those it's like when um wow. i said brendan frazier was with j-lo and it was fucking ben affleck and i was like <laughs> fuck i got They're these brendan weird frazier connections wishes. i got a lot going through my head damn it brendan frazier's like fucking yeah let's do that let's have ourselves a, a fucking uh, uh what was the movie uh the where they do the old switcheroo they always do that in the movies why can't i think of it um this there was podcast the one with, there was is the one not making me look good. I can tell you that much. It was the one with the Fred, Fred Savage. It was a Fred Savage and uh, Judge Reinhold, vice versa, where the they money? like switch lives. Well, no, they switch lives. So Freaky I'm saying Friday? that's what. 
yeah, a Freaky Friday type situation. So like Ben Affleck and Brent, I bet Brendan Fraser wishes he could have like a Freaky Friday with Ben Affleck because Ben Affleck's had a much more promising career and female relationships than Brendan Fraser, at least in my opinion, anyway. Did he have like a medical issue or something or what happened with him where Brendan Fraser just lost like everything? He was hot in The Mummy. I saw him. I was like, that's a good looking dude. Yeah, I don't know, man. I saw him in, uh, there's an HBO series that's based off a weird DC comic. And uh, and the name is slipping my mind too. You got me first thing on a Monday, man. Um, <laughs> Doom Troll, yeah. And he looks hellishly bad. I mean, before he becomes a robot. Um, but yeah, he looks he looks in rough shape in that. I wonder what happened though, because it's just like, see, I'm starting to think that there's a conspiracy. Is if you ever since that John Cena video where he apologized in Mandarin, I can't look at him the same. I'm like, yo, it's just like the stories of SNL. If you don't play ball, you don't do what they say. They fucking, you're done. You're out. You're out of the business. Well, a lot of people said that about uh, Val Kilmer too. And then it came out that he had like throat cancer. You know what I mean? Like people thought that he was just, you know, because he was in everything for a while. And then all of a sudden he just vanished and people are like, oh, I wasn't playing ball with, with the Hollywood. Val Kilmer was um, in Top Gun. He was in, uh, he's in, he was in a bunch of shit. Um, He was, he was uh, Jim Morrison in the doors. Um, He was in a bunch of shit. I don't know. I've seen Top uh, Gun, but all I can remember is Tom Cruise and his Scientology face. Uh, yeah, he's, oh God, what else is Val Kilmer? He's in so much, he's in so many things and, and half of them are slipping my mind. Um, the, the one, uh, it was Doc, he played Doc Holliday in Tombstone. Okay. Um, but, need, uh, like a, yeah, he, a nice, like Jesus movie where Jack Nicholson's Jesus. I don't know what that one is. I'm saying we need one. Like society needs oh. to make <laughs> get on that shit. <laughs> I, say, I haven't seen that one. Oh, just because it doesn't exist. Uh, um, so as a as a Maryland resident, you want to get into the elephant of the room, an elephant in the room of uh, my I Steelers. No uh... I no <laughs> you know how I rationalize you being a Steelers fan is that in Pittsburgh, the reason why they decided to build all the main factories, like the steel factories, there was because the climate. They used the clouds because they thought that people could spy on them through this from space with satellites. Is that true? I never heard that. Yeah. That's Any main distribution or manufacturing place was mixed in like Seattle or mixed in some dreary climate because they would produce, have all their main producers there. So in war, people couldn't tell through the clouds with their surveillance cameras because everyone thought they were, they were spying on each other. So they built all their major factories and steelworking, anything that would pump up for military purposes or just industrial purposes in uh, dreary climates. That's crazy. It's funny too. You say that because the I talk about the dreary climate in Pittsburgh because it's so true, and and a lot of people don't realize that, that haven't spent any significant time in Pittsburgh is that I, I ran I randomly ran into someone who was from Pittsburgh doing a vendor oversight thing in in Florida, and I was talking with this woman. I'm like, you know, just casual conversation. Where are you where are you originally from? She's like, oh, I was from Pittsburgh, and and you know, I'm like, what made you move away from Pittsburgh? And she was like, 40 straight days of gray. She was like, <laughs> it was 40 straight days where there was, it was just overcast. And that's, it's, it's like that a lot out there. It's, it's, there is a very dreary element to, there's some, there are some people that are rough around the edges, probably a lot because of the weather out there. 
it's cold in the winter and it's gray 80% of the time. Would you rather be in a place that's sunny and perfect 24 seven, or would you rather be in a place that's like hell? Cause then anything above that would just be an improvement, right? I mean, would you rather live in Pittsburgh or San Diego? You know what I mean? Like Never San Diego is like Diego. 75, San Diego is like 75 and sunny or 80 and sunny all, all year long. Um, you know, I, I tend to move towards, I mean, I grew up five minutes from the ocean, so I always want to be on or near the beach. Like that's what does my heart good. But at the same time, I'm such a child when it comes to Christmas. Like I would be so bummed out if I was in like Southern California for Christmas and you go outside on like, you know, Christmas Eve and it's like 80 degrees, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel like Christmas if it's not cold out. At least not to me anyway. Uh, I was on, um, when I was talking with Chris, Chris was like, man, you're a young stud. Look at all these beautiful ladies out here for you. And I was like, they're not, I'm sorry, not my, not, not my taste. He's like, what do you mean? Not your taste. There's beautiful dudes too. I'm like, no, not that. (laughs) I'm talking about that. Like I work at a gym. I live in a beach place. I get to see the hottest of the hot. Right into yeah. my work. And after, I guess with COVID, it's a lot of people gained a lot of COVID weight, but the people that lost it were at the ones I see every day at the gym. So it's like, I don't know if I just got funneled and then all my testosterone from when I was a kid is kind of like just left. And I'm kind of just now at a normal rate where I'm like, <laughs> I've seen, I don't need it. It's like, if I go to California, everybody's going to be hot. You got to move yeah. to like a yeah. five state. So you're like a God amongst people. You're like walking yeah. around Wisconsin, like where the fuck's wrong with you guys? <laughs> Yeah, you want to be a a, a Minnesota nine, right? <laughs> Brad Pitt around toddlers. <laughs> the uh, yeah, it's 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 weird because you know I have family. My parents currently live in Western Pennsylvania. You know my their whole my mom's entire side of the family is from Pittsburgh. Um, the my dad half of my dad's family is from Pittsburgh, and uh, I spent a significant amount of time out there growing up uh, as well. And, but, you know, I, I love it out there. I like the time that I spend out there. We just had DJ Bonix on our podcast. Who's the DJ for Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. He, you know, he talks about how wonderful Pittsburgh was to him when he was out there. Um, there really are some warm kind, you know, individuals there. It, it's a, it's a cool place. It's a cool city to the point where like, even like tech companies started opening, um, headquarter like offices out there. I think Google has an office in Pittsburgh and, and, you know, there, there was a bit of a tech movement shift there. Um, Carnegie Mellon's there, which is one of the best, you know, hospitals and, and medical schools in the world. And, but like any more than like a couple weeks out there, I, you know, I would be like, I just, I, it, it would bum me out because it was so, it would get a little, it'll get a little gloomy, get a little cold, and then it was just like, yeah, man, I'd rather be at the, I'd rather be at the, at the ocean, even in the winter. I like the ocean better. I'd rather be in a place like I, I, cause I don't experience it 24 seven. I kind of want to get away from it. Um, but when I was going to go see Chris, I was smelling the salt air. I was like, damn, I haven't done this in a long time. Like, this is stuff you're going to miss, but I'd rather be from a shitty area and then evolve into, uh, anywhere I go. If I go and take a vacation, that could just be going to a place. That's not even really a vacation spot. It's just better than the spot that you're in. It's different, right? but it's an improvement. Like people go, I want to see the grand Canyon. I'm like, I've seen it. It's, it's nice. Sure. But after a while it gets fucking old. 
Yeah. Numb. It's, yeah. It's a terrible drive up there. It's a horrible experience. But once you're there, it's like, wow, this is glorious. And they're like, well, the bus is leaving. I'm like, we just fucking got here three hours up a goddamn mountain in a school bus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like people in Arizona don't give a shit about the, about your grand Canyon. It's just you know, fucking it's the same... cactuses. They're like, yeah. The I mean, it's, just, it's the same thing with people that are, that, you know, spend all their time at the beach. The beach isn't a big deal to them. Um, what made me appreciate was leaving there. You know what I mean? Like I, I grew up there and then I went to school somewhere else. And then I moved in with Chris and in, in Philadelphia. And then I've been in the Philadelphia area ever since. So I appreciate it so much more now when I go there, I'm like, man, I miss this so much. But at the same time, if I had never left there, or if I went back to the ocean more than you know, a couple of times a year, I probably would be just like, I probably get to be home, like more ho-hum about it. You know what I mean? Well, if you could pick a spot to live in anywhere in the world, where would you go? Anywhere in the world? You can go China. Oh, man. Yeah, I probably have moved to Italy. I love Italy. Why Why does everyone say Italy or France or Paris? Yeah, Italy or Spain, I think would be my two. Um, Do you speak I like the culture. language? I speak a tiny bit of Spanish and I, not a lot of Italian, but uh, I just want, I just like the culture. I like the, I like the, I like the vibes, I like the food, of course. Um, you know, I, I, like, I live I next to an olive garden. I don't want to eat it every day. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the, you know, I, I appreciate places where you can experience multiple segments of, culture and environment, you know, within a, within a driving's distance. It's kind of like why I like where we are, you know, on the East coast, because you go a little bit North, you go to the mountains, you get a little South, you got more like oceanic and more warmer climate. You know, you go a little, you know, a little bit West, you, you have, you know, more, you know, central, you know, Midwestern, you know, kind of environment and you, you can get there by car. Same thing with Italy. Like you can experience a whole bunch of different shit and, you know, within a two hour drive of wherever you're, wherever you're really centered. It's just, it's just a cool vibe. And, and I, I miss, I miss just traveling in general. Obviously a lot of people are saying that now. Um, but, you know, I see my passport in my work bag every day and I'm like, damn, man, I haven't been able, I haven't been able to, I haven't gone outside of the United States and, you know, several years. And it's kind of a bummer because I like to experience that other stuff than just where I am or being a stone's throw from where I am. I don't think I've ever left the United States. Really? I don't, I just, I'm only 23. So I don't know. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that makes a little more sense. If I was like 40, I, I probably still haven't left the United States. I don't know if I want to leave. Yeah, I mean, not even to vacation, not even for just like I've talked you know. too much shit. There'll be too many people after me. <laughs> wait for me. <laughs> I can wait for the CCP is gonna get me when I fucking leave the states. That's the Chinese government. Um, I, I yeah, you may you might want to not go to China then. Um, they'll get you anywhere. It's like the Clintons. The, they'll, they'll find you. <laughs> they'll find you. <laughs> I mean, I got to go. I was lucky. I got to go to the British Virgin Islands when I was in eighth grade. It was a family vacation. Um, and uh, it was my mom and her brother and her, their, his side of the family. And then 
me, my parents. And it was such a cool experience. Like I saw wildlife and aquatic life. And I went to this place, went snorkeling, this place called Virgin Gorda, which is like straight out of the movies. Like you've never seen water this blue. You, I saw a moray eel when I was snorkeling, like, like shit that you see in aquariums. And I was like swimming with it. And I was like, you'll never get that. I mean, like you could, you go to water in Jersey and you're ankle deep and you can't see your toes. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's a whole different world. And, you, and that's something you, you can't, even if you go to the Florida Keys, you still can't experience something like that, which is why it was cool that I got to do that. So I, as much as you're afraid of getting black bagged by the, the Chinese government, as soon as you step foot out of the airplane, you still might want to seize some part of the United outside the United States before, before they get you. The farthest part I've ever been is Hawaii. Cause I have cousins that live there and it's, oh, cool. it's, it's just a different experience. Like I, I think I liked not knowing sometimes about like, because everyone would be like, Ocean City is so amazing. And to me, it's different because I've lived here my whole entire life. I'm used mm. to it. But then if I go somewhere else, I'm like, this is amazing. But they're like, no, it's the same thing we see every single day. And it's like, you re- it's like being in a dome. And then someone tells you you're in a dome and you're like, fuck, now I can never forget I'm in a dome. Like, right. you, you don't know what's better if you keep having the- like a can of tuna is all I eat every single day. So then it's like, hey, I don't really care for steak. I don't, why would I want to move to Tennessee? I don't care about barbecue. So then it's like, there's no, there's a girl at my work that moved to ocean city and she's checking like the protein shakes that she's about to drink. She goes, this one, oh, it's got, I can't, it's got whey in it. I can't eat it. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, I'm allergic to seafood. And I'm like, you're in a beach town. The main <laughs> thing is seafood. seafood. And she goes, yeah. well, I moved here for my kids. And I'm like, you're a good fucking person. Like immediately I thought you're an idiot. And then I was like, you're a good person for yeah. doing that. Just so your kids can have an amazing view and experience. And you're allergic to fish. I go, so what do you eat? She goes, well, we can't. I was like, whey is just protein powder. It doesn't have fish in it. She goes, no, but the same company that makes it also runs a fishing plant. So you can't have those two mix. And I'm like, oh, it's like when I got salmonella from Honey Smacks. I didn't know that Kellogg's, <laughs> there's, their same shit was like near something that you contaminate with Honey Smack or contaminate with salmonella. Oh, shit for know, weeks, man. You, you, didn't know you, you didn't know you bought salmonella snacks? I didn't. I went to the um. I went to the Walmart the next day. This was in 2018, and they had the salmonella outbreak for Honey Smacks, and I was uh-huh. like, it was during iceberg lettuce. You probably heard about. Oh yeah, like not spinach and all that, and lettuce and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, I heard about that. Not a lot of people heard about the salmonella snacks. So I went in and I was sick to my stomach. And I was like, I didn't, you know where the Powerades are? Guys, like, yeah. He goes, I saw you here yesterday, weren't you? I was like, yeah, I got really sick last night. He goes, you didn't eat any of that lettuce, did you? I was like, no, it's in my fridge. He goes, good, throw it out. It's contaminated with salmonella. I'm like, damn. All right. Um. I, I, I only thing I really ate yesterday was honey smacks. That got me sick. He goes, yeah, we had to recall a honey smacks too. I was like, fuck. So I sent him a, I sent him a letter. I was like, Hey man, right. I finished the whole box. Like I got sick after each bowl, but I finished the whole box. Cause it's $5. <laughs> You're not throwing $5 out the door like that. Hell no. That was an so wait, experience. So wait, you ate, you ate the rest, even though you knew it got you sick. Damn right. Because you paid for it. I had my mom going, just throw them out, throw them out. I'm like, it's a sense of pride at this point. I'm too deep. I'm halfway into the box. I got to get the flashlight and then I got to finish the box. Were you eating them on the toilet? Like, no, you have breaks. <laughs> you're just like, you would eat. And then suddenly you get really sick to your stomach, either vomit or you go to the number two and then you'd be good for like an hour. And I'm like, well, oh now I've cleared God. some room. So I might as well go back for the, I didn't know if it was the honey smacks or not. It could have been like something I had. It could have been the air moisture in the room. 
Oh, that's ridiculous. That's what so General you, Mills sent me in an email. They said, did you check the temperature ridiculous. at your house? I'm like, fuck. <laughs> oh, get, get out of here with that. that don't, don't say anything. Oh, yeah, it was the humidity that gave you salmonella. Yeah, They sure. sent me uh, coupons I have on my wall with my name on it. And they're like free for any Kellogg's purchase. I went to Walmart to scan it. And the woman's like, we don't fucking accept those. I was like, it says for a free General Mills product. And she goes, those look fake as shit. I was like, I printed them out because they sent it an email. <laughs> what do you want me to do? You're like, here, they're like, here, have some free salmonella going forward. All the salmonella. Not even an advertisement have. either. They could have been a sponsor for the show. The, uh, oh yeah. Well, I mean, hey, that's what you should, that's what you should write back to them. Say, hey, you gave me salmonella. Now you should, now General Mills should be a sponsor of uh, the Out of the Blank podcast. I need someone to take a trip to Minnesota with me to go meet the manager because he's. <laughs> I saw his address in the email. I was like, I'm fucking coming to you, man. <laughs> oh, man. Can you imagine he's like just showing up at that dude's house? Say, who are you? He's like, you gave me, you got me sick in 2018. You sponsor my podcast now. Uh, it's like Jay and Silent Bob where they find all the people on the internet and go after them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You guys got Did you my say, balls. They sent me like 10 messages, man. Yeah, they're uh they're I got some smooth balls, man. Their their product works. Are you actually <laughs> using it? Uh honestly, uh no, I've made escape. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I'll show, you, I'll show you straight. Oh my god, that's fucking terrific. They reached out to everyone, straight. so I was like, I don't want it. I'm sorry, but I guess I'm promoting them by saying this stuff. So I don't use any of that stuff. I'm good. I'm, that's fine I'm, I'm i'm italian so we don't get any of the nasty business you're, you're only 23 you're you're naturally shorn <laughs> i'm scared to get ear hair you know what you get the fucking oh, ear hair going i believe dude i'll be 40 i'll be 45 in september and i literally have to shave my ears probably twice a week can we stop at least that at least once a week um yeah i could put a gun right here and pull the trigger <laughs> And your hair would catch you. It all it all ceases. <laughs> my, my ear hair would catch it. It's like bullets stuck in this mat of ear hair. That's my biggest fear, man. Like, I don't want to be that old dude with like looks like he's got party favors coming out of his ears and out of his nose. I can't stand that shit. It's it's like God's hilarious prank on me is that I can't grow hair on the top of my head, but I grow it in abundance everywhere else. Like this beard is probably like two weeks so like, like I, if you look years right here if you look at the if you look at the podcast with bonix i shaved just like the day before that podcast and that was like two weeks ago and i got this now don't you <laughs> have more fun like rambling with guests rather than just having like an interview style yeah i mean so like we we didn't have really i didn't have any real prepared questions for him and and a lot of times i mean some of the guy the guys the people we have on that are a little more um you know i don't want to say famous but have a little less time to spare it's it's you kind of want to be as concise and and talk about whatever it is they're promoting or you know whatever you know people are going to want to hear from them i like the more free form conversation personally um yeah as you know chris created our podcast he won he likes a little a lot more structured segmented type of show um and people some people appreciate that chris i mean it was to his own 
uh, creation because he knows the way he is and he'll just fucking, he's, he's, he, he, he's a self-proclaimed open fire hydrant. You know what I mean? Like he'll just forever, we'll talk forever. So he created the segment of podcast just to kind of keep the, keep things on the rails. But if we're talking to somebody, I'd much rather it be like a casual conversation than be like, so uh, I see that you were in this place at this time. How was that? You know what I mean? That's, it seems contrived and, and forced. No, I don't really like that. That's what I prefer about not having it live is that it's right now it's just me and you. So like later down the road, you could be like, Hey man, I don't want it aired. And I'm like, fuck, wow, that sucks for me. But at the same time, <laughs> it's like, you're personally talking to me. So it's like, people just get to be like the fly in the room kind of type situation. Yeah. Cause so many yeah. people I have that come on and they're like to the listeners. And it's like, I get it if you're doing that. But when they sit, the dude, I had a dude talk to like 30 minutes to a listener. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> I don't even know if this is going up yet. It's like, hang on a second. Yeah. And I appreciate your, your uh, ability to really fire them out there because you, you got episodes in the can for days. Like what do you, you put out? Like, it seems like you put out an episode almost every day. I do. It's, it's crazy, man. That's, that's, I applaud you, man. I wish I could find like carving out an hour this morning with you. I was like, oh, I got to move this. Th- let me move this meeting or whatever around and, and stuff like that. So I appreciate your ability to like be able to just fire them out there. That's awesome. It would be kind of get- pro- it would probably be easier if I had like a study thing where I did like one, like Dan Carlin does like two episodes a year, but he studies like four hours into yeah. an episode. I was like, that seems a lot easier to just cram a bunch in at once. But I, this is just free flow and thought. You never know. Like I could have a scientist on next, you know, it just goes into a different direction where they're talking about like, did you know that armadillos are half badgers? I'm like, what? no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know that. Like how high are we getting today? <laughs> I've so had people smoke on here before and I've gotten dry mouth from it. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> how do you do that? They're like, Oh, this, this is nothing, bro. I got another hour of this. I'm like, do you function the rest of the day or do you just not leave your house? Cause I would be having panic attacks left and right. Oh, that, no, that, you're talking about Chris right there. Fully, fully functioning. I don't know how he does it. I didn't even uh, know I he would, smoked. Oh yeah. He is smoke dog. OG for, from college. I don't think he's missed a day. Um, he's Bravo to him. Tr- tremendous dude. I don't know. I, I mean, like I, I got to the point where I stopped, like like at 30 and then I came back in at 40 and it was like it was like a hundred years past like it went from like this like grainy crappy dirt weed that you'd have to go to seedy places to to buy to it being literally across the street from my office um and and being able to just walk in there and buy whatever the hell you want as long as you have a medical marijuana card I'm trying to get to the um, stock game. I actually got Robin Hood and um, uh-huh. I uh, saw, I looked up like, what's the hemp industry? Like, I talked to a lot of cannabis people and people that work in right. psychedelics and stuff. I'm like, that's got to be a rise in stock. It's like $4 a share. I'm like, fuck yeah. But then I checked Dogecoin. Dogecoin's at 0.026432. So it's like less than a quarter for a share. Right. So I'm like, yep. 800 shares. It's like, it's $5. I'm like, holy fuck. Because look, 
if he crashed, Elon Musk crashed it by just one tweet. Mm-hmm. You think he's not seeing who's going to be the people that are going to be loyal and stay on that stock until he decides I'm going to jack it all the way up to fucking yep. billions of dollars? Want me to be honest with you? I have a million Dogecoin. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm like, please. I'm like, Elon, tell somebody that Dogecoin is the shit. Come on, man. Get into it. Like, just get it to 50 cents. That's all I want. Get Do you that like Elon? 50 cents. Do I like him? A lot of people I know don't like him. I, I guess I, I appreciate him, I would say. Because... I see that he is um, what he's created out of what he bought. You know what I mean? He didn't invent Tesla. He bought that shit. You know what I mean? Like some people think he like invented the electric car. Like, no, he bought a company and created Tesla. So like what he's done with what he's, you know, put under his umbrella is pretty impressive and, and he's innovative and he's interesting, but he's got a douchey vibe to him. Like most people that have that kind of money do, it's unpreventable. Um, you know, do I like him? I mean, he's fine. I don't think about him every day, uh, but I, I can appreciate what he's done with what, what he's gotten. Um, the whole billionaire sending themselves into space thing bugs the shit out of me though. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, like Bezos I, and the guy from Virgin Atlantic, Branson and and Elon, just trying to launch themselves into space. See, Elon strikes me as the type of person that is only trying to improve his own life. Like he was digging tunnels in California to build yeah, like this yeah. underground highway. Well, yeah, he stopped um, doing that once he left California. Like he is only caring about improving his own life, and he like he sold a stock at the Doge thing at four twenty. Like that was a fucking joke for a reason. But right, people yeah. hate him for that because it basically ruined a lot of their like profits and stuff. Investments, right? Yeah. Bezos just strikes me as a guy who's like been taking shit for way too long, and now that he's rich, he's like, I will give the shit right back out. And that's like that's like the difficult part. Like even with Bill Gates, Bill Gates just seems like an egomaniac to me. The only reason right. is because I have an ego issue. So like, imagine he wants a Nobel Peace Prize. So he became friends with all the people in the committee so he could get in with them to get a prize. He was His wife blew the whistle on him being on Epstein's Island and everything like that, and there's photos of him. But he has charities that are in his name. People are like, he's a great person. He, he owns the cancer charity. I'm like, but it's because it makes him seem like a good guy because he has, it's like if I put Kevin cancer charity. Now everybody's like, Kevin's an amazing fucking person, not yep, just I having am. a cancer charity. Yeah, a lot of those guys are like that too. And then it boosts their ego as well. Like you said, it, it's an ego issue. So, you know, it's a you, dick pump. It's like, yeah, yeah it's like, <laughs> it's like you tie your name to something positive, you know, then you reap the reward of, of the accolades that come back to you. Um, that's what's you know, scary is that all the crazy shit with like the immigrant camps and all that. There's no name on that. But then you look into right. it. It's like, oh, my God, it's the president. of the <laughs> so You just lose your shit. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. Yeah. You, you don't want to be the have the Kevin Hartman immigrant camp. Like nobody's throwing their <laughs> nobody's throwing their name on that side. I thought you said <laughs> Kevin Hart, like Kevin Hart. <laughs> my, la- my last name's Hartman. So I uh, you guys are related. I, yeah, totally. I used to tell I, I used to tell when I was uh, when I was in like middle school, I used to tell people that Phil Hartman was my uncle. I used to tell people Tom Barker was my dad. 
really? <laughs> no, that's that's how I met your mother. Where Barney's like, Tom Barker's yeah. my dad. <laughs> my oh, dad um, was the uh, he to me is the drummer of Kiss because he was in a Kiss tribute band for thirty something years. And he was in a real commercial with the band Kiss. He did a commercial no you can look up. Yeah, he's that's awesome. He's, it was a big band um, played in front of like 50,000 people in front of Ramshead live. I've said it a couple of times, but like, so like kiss, everyone's like, you know what kiss is? You're in your twenties. I'm like, fuck dude. I was kicked out of the house. If I didn't know what kiss was like, that was a <laughs> fucking thing you had yeah. to learn. Yeah. It was for, especially if your dad's in a kiss tribute band, what's it going to be? What was he going to let you be like, who sucks? there are some parents that are like well he's just his own person i'm like that kid just told you to go fuck yourself you lay the law down yeah it said your career is dog shit how about that (laughs) does that get scary for you being about to be a parent that your kid's gonna have that rebel side yeah i mean i didn't have it too much growing up a little bit once i got into like mine was more along the lines of i had a very specific like path that I wanted to go on when I was in like a junior senior in high school going into college like I really wanted to be in theater and my we had we Chris and I where we grew up we got lucky that attached to our high school was a performing arts center like a brand new performing arts center you know 2000 seat amazing that we learned all about like doing lights and and scenery and acting and and we had a we had a theater teacher and you could take acting classes at our high school and stuff like that. I was like, this is what I want to do. Um, and I wanted to go to, I wanted to go out of state. I grew up in Jersey. I wanted to go to either Westchester or Pitt. Um, parents wouldn't send me because it was too expensive. Okay, fine. Um, I had to go in state. And so I ended up at Montclair State, which is about 15 minutes from the Lincoln Tunnel going into New York City. So Montclair is a really good theater program. Obviously they're like basically right next to uh right next to the, uh, the Lincoln tunnel for, I mean, there's a train that goes right in New York city from Montclair. So I was like, I want to do, I want to, I want to go in a theater program. It'll be awesome. My dad was like, no fucking way. Are you going to spend my money to go and study theater? You're going to go learn something that you'll actually be able to use when you get out of college and make money. Um, and like, that was, a, I was just like, well, the fucking, I'm not going to do either of those things then. And then I just fucking smoked pot and did drugs for like three years until I dropped out Rock and then cool. got in a band and then got in a band with Chris and my friends from high school and his friends from college. And then we were in a band for like 15 fucking years. Um, but yeah, it was like, I wanted to do that. He was like, no, you're not going to do that. And I could have just been like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. But instead I just went the opposite way. I was like, well, I'm just going to fucking blow your money then. You know what I mean? Like that was, and that was my real only, like I'm like, my dad's like one of my best friends. Like I love the dude to death. And, you know, we, we have a really great relationship now, but there was a time from like, probably like 16 to 25 when I was a real piece of shit. Um, So I do have a little bit of fear that my kid will get to that point, but I'm also very well realized that a lot of it was my own fault. And I was like, all right, I know how to kind of correct this and be supportive and, and understanding and stuff like that. Um, where my dad in, in essence was really just trying to protect me. But at the same time, he was just like, I have, I was like, I have dreams. And he's like, your dreams are fucking stupid. <laughs> You're going to die in the gutter. And I was like, no, it's like, I want to do this. And he was like, fuck that. 
Um, but he was the kind of guy that like, he made me get a job when I was 13. You know what I mean? Like I was washing dishes in a restaurant. Like he had two jobs. He was a teacher and then he was a bartender in, in the summer. So it was just like, he's like, you're going to work. That's how you make a living. You work. He's like, like anything like that. And then I was like, oh, I was really into computers. And this is like the early nineties. So he's like, fuck it. We play video games for a living. The fuck out of here. And it was like, and now like, Jesus Christ, like if I had learned coding back then or anything like related to that shit or even video games, Christ is, I mean, like you've got literally kids making millions of dollars playing esports competitively. You know, shit that they thought was bullshit back then isn't now. So I don't really have as much of a fear of my kid having like a rebellious side. I'm more scared of my kid just being a danger nut like moron like that's the part of me that i'm really scared of because when we were kids man we were like jackass before jackass existed and i don't know if so, you I mean, were it like still that happens today i mean I, and i don't know if it's a boy thing uh or what it is but i just remember us doing the dumbest shit ever like we built a ramp at the end of this dirt hill behind my buddy's house and then we would launch ourselves on bikes or scooters or whatever off of this ramp and then try to grab onto the branches in the trees. America. <laughs> fuck yeah. It's like the dumbest shit. You'd Me get and my a neighbor... scholarship if someone saw you do that today. <laughs> like, and we, like my neighbor and I, they were building a house next door to mine and they just had the frame and the roof. And we took our bikes up to the second floor and then went out on the roof and rode our bikes off the roof of the of a second story house, like BMX bikes. Into a onto flat onto flat ground, like the, what? <laughs> what are you doing? So that's the part that I'm scared of more than anything is like how many times my kid's gonna break a arm or a leg or I mean I'm still doing it. I'm 45. Last year, I tore my groin, hamstring, sprained my knee, and were you hit uh, by tore, a bus and tore my. Uh, hip uh labrum skateboarding you're still skating a four, a 44 <laughs> to my leg went like 90 degrees out from the side of my body like straight out from my head and everything just went like you heard that like wow. all popping inside yeah leg straight out like like a like this <laughs> it was fucking bad i just um i watched uh those like amateur wrestling but in their backyard um, oh yeah and a dude was on the top rope and he was like, like cheering. Cause he won and he jumped down from the top rope and the way he landed, his legs land straight, but then they just folded inward where the kneecaps were. Oh. So they folded opposite and he just falls on the ground. He's on the ground ah! and everyone's just walking over and like standing over them and like tapping them with their foot, <laughs> their foot. Are you okay? Are Come you on, okay? I'm like, no, get him to the goddamn hospital. Yeah. I mean, there was a, there was a guy, I don't know if you will follow golf at all. Uh, there's a golfer named Tony Finau who uh, celebrated after like chipping in uh, for birdie or something along those lines. He like chipped out of the sand for birdie. And he like jumped up in the air to like celebrate and he came down and dislocated his ankle when he came down. Oh, his whole man. foot went completely sideways and dislocated his ankle. I'm like, you did that celebrating. And that's, hey man, that's, that's karma for you, right? The ego check with your, with your body. Just can't you celebrate when you get home when you're sitting on your millions of dollars in your fucking room? Like Jesus. <laughs> Seriously, that's what I'm saying. But that's that that's the part that scares me about it being a parent the most is not 
not not like the the you know the mental aspect is more the physical aspect of things that that frightens me because i was i was a dumbass when it came to that type of stuff um yeah ask chris like we used to play basketball all the time growing up and i probably tore ligaments in my ankles probably like four or five times um just like rolling your ankle uh i was always hurt stitches in my arm stitches in my hand I cut my finger off, almost completely off at Chris's house uh, when, when we were in college. Like, shit like that. There's just like, I'm going to end up in the emergency room constantly. That's, that, that, that's the fear for parenting for me. Well, I think, like, the scariest video or scariest thing that I could really relate to that would be, like, when you hear that story about, like, well, the kid's in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. And you're like, well, what happened yeah. to him? It's like he dove head first into the shallow end of a shallow end of the pool. pool. Yeah. And he's not able yeah. to move his arms and legs anymore. I watched um, – there's recently, I think – I don't remember know if you remember this, but, like, about a few weeks ago, there was a – hockey player that was killed on the 4th of July. So not a few weeks ago. Oh yeah. It took a firework to the chest. Yeah. Yes. Chris and I talked about it on the podcast. You don't want that to be your fucking kid. No, no, it's you terrifying. You never know when that's going to happen. It's like, that's, yeah. I remember when I got hit by a jet ski, my dad's face was like, that was, he was scared shitless. And he saw me like joking around with the nurses and stuff like that. He's like, dude, my biggest fear was that that was 20 years, like just gone. And I was like, yeah, man, I didn't ever even thought, cause you're a kid. You don't think of that shit. And then you realize, oh God, like, yeah, that's a big fear. You raise something for so long and then lose it. Damn. Yeah. My, my moment that like that, where I, I a hundred percent should have probably died is a buddy of mine were, were trying to sneak into a campground to meet up with these, to go into this campground with these chicks. And, and, and down in, at the shore, the campgrounds there, they have like guard stations. Like when you go in, you show them that you're staying there, you know, and they let you in and they don't let people in after a certain period of time, unless you're staying there. So we were hanging out with these girls. They're like, let's go back to the campground. We're like, oh, it's like after midnight, we can't get in. They're like, I got an idea. You guys get in the trunk of the car and we'll, we'll drive you in there. And then, you know, once we get in there, you can just get out and then we can all hang out. More like, cool. Sounds good to us. We're 19. You know what I mean? We're like, Oh, we're going to get laid. It's gonna be great. Um, so we get in the trunk of the car. These girls think it's going to be funny if they jostle the wheel around, like jostle us around in the, in the trunk of the car while we're in there. So they start yanking the wheel around and the girl loses control of the car flies up into this field goes through this field, goes through a fence, plowing through this field, comes out of the, out of the field. It was like on an embankment, completely like Dukes of Hazzard out of this field. When the, when the car hits the ground, the front axle snaps. So the front tire folds under the car, like back to the future when the car would fly, like the whole front axle snaps, slides across two lanes of traffic and lands in a ditch. Me and my buddy were in the trunk the whole time. And like if that car had rolled, I, we end up to get us out. I had a huge cut on my, I had to get like 11 stitches in my elbow because I spliced my arm on the trunk inside of the trunk hinge. Um, if that car had like rolled or got hit by somebody coming the other way after a lot, I super duper should have died. And like, it was, that was a, that was a hell of a moment when you're like, my buddy blacked out. Like he, lost consciousness he doesn't remember he remembers none of the like the actual crash uh i remember all of it i remember waking him up i'm like the car is gonna catch on fire it's gonna blow up and we're gonna fucking die get start kicking motherfucker 
and we were like kicking the trunk until the girls came and let us out. And then we had to walk back to the campground and call uh, call uh, my buddy's parents to come and get us. I, I yeah, the, see, I, I've been watching a lot of those crazy videos where it's like uh, mess ups or something. A dude blew off a firework in his hand and his fingers were gone. And I was like, you know how many moments like you don't think about it n- until like I guess you're older. But I'm like, I'm not even that old. But I look back at like so many moments. Like I shouldn't fucking be here. Like I was talking to my dad about. It. I was like, oh, if there are all the accidents I had. He had to come to the hospital and pick me up. And he was like. Yeah, I don't know. What you did was so vanilla compared to what I was doing. And I was like, what the fuck were you doing? He goes, dude, when you were like five, my dad used to get a new car every single week because he worked at a radio station. They sponsored by giving him a new car. Like, you know, when you see the YouTubers that do like the new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he used to do with a car. He used to talk about it on the air and everything. Well, he got a Jaguar and he was like, dude, I dropped you off at school one time and I was going like a hundred something down these back road. And I didn't know this at the time because I was so little. I was either like five or four or something. It's kindergarten fucking class kid. And um, I remember we had a different car that night. Like my dad didn't have a car that whole night. We had a different car later that was dropped off. My dad split the fucking car in half by hitting a light Jesus. post. And that light post went right down the middle and split his whole car. Like I asked, I was like, I never even like, I was so little. I didn't have, I couldn't interrogate him on a story for it. So I was like, you split a car in half. He goes, you don't remember this. Like it was a big thing. Like I was in the hospital. Did anybody tell you? I was like, I just remember somebody picking me up from school and then you were bandaged up. Like at home, nobody told me anything else. Like, oh, I guess we forgot to tell you. And <laughs> it's like, it's which I'm not mad at because there are so many times where he's told me something before when I was a kid. It's like a as a joke, you joke around with your kids, and then you're later like, you can't do that, or you know, if I do that, the the a yeti will come, and you're like, what do you? A yeti will? What are you talking about? You said when I was a kid that if I didn't eat all my green beans, a yeti would come, and you're like. <laughs> fuck dude you're 30 something years old and you think a yeti's gonna come if you don't need your like that shit happens man you forget to tell somebody something and next thing you know they end up being like 30 afraid to eat their vegetables <laughs> yeah i mean that it i i'll be honest like i never expected to have kids like this is my first kid and i'm you know like i said i'm gonna be 45 so That's i was funny. very much in the i'm i never i never was against it but it was never like, I never was like, I want them. You know what I mean? Your like, kid's going to listen was, back to this. Be like, dad, you that's, fucking. That's fine. I'll tell him to do his fucking face. Get a tattoo <laughs> on my face. <laughs> Probably right to your face. Get the fuck out of here. Um, the, uh, no, I mean, it, it was, it was never like a conscious decision for me. Like some people are like, I want to have a family. Me. I was just like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You know what I mean? I was never, I was never going to force it one way or the other. Um, and, you know, just so happened that it happened. And, you know, um, I'm ecstatic about the opportunity, but um, I'm terrified of the, you know, the, the fact that I'm, the point where I am in my life, you know, is it going to be weird that I'm like 60 when my kid's 15, you know, um, that, that's going <laughs> to be the weird, that's going to be the weird part. You know, I mean, you were referencing what I said to Chris. What's that about some, your kid holding a, a mirror up to your nose when you breathe to make sure you're still alive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you're going to do great, man. I'm telling you, you, you got it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not too worried. My girlfriend is like, this has like been her dream to be a mom. And, you know, she, she's got an incredible family uh, that like, I have no worries that this kid will be well cared for. Um, so that I at least have that to fall back on is the fact that I'm not, 
I don't have any concern that the kid won't be, you know, cared for and provided for and, and, and will be happy. Um, so my own bullshit doesn't even factor into the equation. Well, look, through a conversation with you, you seem like a good dude, just like Chris is. Thanks, I was a little man. bit afraid when I met him. I was like, I'm not going to get killed. But he had people <laughs> with him. I was like, he's not going to kill me in front of his kids. That'd be horrible. Unless his kids are in on it. Um, I don't know. He is Italian. I don't know what, got. You know what this Italian is going to do. Um, but it's been a pleasure having you on. I know. Uh, yeah, man. Get, I hope we can do it again. Everything. But um, yeah. I work, now that I've had uh, you on and him on, we can have you both on at once and do a, a special episode for it. But Ooh, where can people yeah, find you? I, I know that's not usually how you roll. I only do it when I've had you both on separate. But digging in the dome, where can people find that's you right. at? I know you run the Instagram and he runs the Twitter. Yeah, so it's uh, digging in the dome on all socials except for Twitter, which is at digging dome. So drop the in the um, and then our website digging in the dome will be up probably in the next two weeks. Um, the, the framework of the site is finished. We're just got to finalize getting like the, the store up where you can buy merch and, and stuff like that. Um, but we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, digging in the dome where you can find the video version of our podcast. We're on all the streaming services. We're on anchor now, uh, through, uh, Spotify is where our podcast is is mainly housed um but check us out on apple and and all the other places where podcasts are available and i'll link it all in the description and thanks for listening to this episode of out of the blank